School is in session. This is Recruiting Daily's Sourcing School podcast. We're recording from HR Tech in Vegas, thanks to our friends and partners at GEM. Sharpen your pencils and get your sourcing pants on, because we have the scoop on sourcing news, recruiting tech, and all the hot topics that you need to learn about. Here's your professor, Ryan Leary, with special guests Shelley Steckerl and Mike Batman-Cohen. Oh, welcome back. Guys, this is officially day two of HR Tech Sourcing School recording podcast with industry thought leaders and cool tech that if you don't know, you should know. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Mike Batman Cohen. And for the first talk today, I've got a really special guest, someone I know personally, um, Anil Sense. Introduce yourself. Tell people what's going on, man. Hi, Batman. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Anil Darni. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called Sense. We are a talent engagement platform that basically sits on top of an ATS and uh, automates a lot of communication that recruiters, sourcers, hiring managers have with their uh, job seekers and candidates. And that in turn helps the company drive these candidates faster through the funnel and gets them fired, uh, get, gets them hired faster. Oh, I <laughs> love, I, I love that. No, that'll be fan. <laughs> that'll be fantastic. I, I dig that. I was, I was like, I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, this, this is my brain. Um, no, it's, it's perfect, man. Um, so I wanted to bring you on specifically uh, to talk about something we were chatting about yesterday, right? Um, and uh, a popular topic among people, uh, which is our ATS. Yes. Right. And, and this idea of when people are picking an ATS, I'm, I, I feel, and I want to get your perception, that the topic isn't, hey, what's the best, most functional ATS for us? It's, hey, what's the least painful ATS for us. And, and you've been doing this a while. So I, I'd love your, your perspective to talk to, to the listeners about like maybe evolution of ATS, if you've got, got background on, on that vision and what ATS is in, in your opinion, right? We t- talked a little bit about this, so I know already, um, what they're designed for and then maybe where uh, a common miss is when people are, are choosing and using. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a Great question, and obviously lots of history here. Um, I think, you know, at, at the start of it, people thought, okay, I have recruiters, I have sourcers, I have hiring managers, and I need a place for them to do their work. And I think at the start of it all, that's where it began. Um, but at the end of it, it has become pretty much a task management, a process-driven uh, platform. And then on top of it is also uh, basically required for governance. It's required for compliance. It's required for fingerprinting. So we see the two basic needs of an ATS really around those two dimensions, which is number one is around compliance and governance. And number two is really where is my tasks lists and where do I need to log into just to check those tasks. Um, unfortunately, there's so many legacy systems or systems that have been band-aided over time that it has one of the lowest NPS in the software industry. Mm-hmm. If you think about what an ATS is, NPS is, mm-hmm. it's terrible. And, and I think the new age platforms are coming in and trying to rework that, but there are you know, the behemoths in the industry. And what we hear from our customers every single day is they are just trying, what they're trying for is they want an engagement solution. They want something that brings that candidate record alive. Yep. They want a system where they can have conversations, not a system where they just like move a candidate from one process or one stage to the next. Yeah, yeah, and that's 
That's a great point. I, I think, you know, it, interesting as you were talking about, you know, the the creation of the ATS and the fact that, like, it, it, you know, the two main purposes of, of where it came from was, right, that government uh, governance for compliance uh, and then uh, what you call task management, I call, like, a, a project management workflow, right, of, of candidates and process. But interesting to think, and, I, and I, we didn't talk about this, what was before the ATS? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have my thoughts on this, but, yeah. like, what, what did people do before the ATS? Yeah, notes, whiteboards, Excel spreadsheets. If you walked a hall back in late, at least for, for me, late 1990s of a staffing company, you would see them with whiteboards. Oh, yeah. And they managed their entire pipeline through whiteboards. So, and where and, do they keep all their data? Yeah, Excel spreadsheets or notes. And, and then where do they keep the candidate data? Well, I'm trying to think now. I don't know. Like, on right, resumes, on in red pen, <laughs> alphabetically, yes, in, file in files, folders, in their desk drawer. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. You're taking me The good old days. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. yeah and I know. that's it. And they needed a storage system. Yeah. Yeah. Where, how do you access that data without doing what we used to do? It's just yeah. like, hey, we need a .NET 2.0 developer. Yes. Dating myself. Exactly. Uh, and you're just like, okay, cool. Filter through that folder. You're like, C Sharp 2.0. <laughs> Take that big stack of resumes out. And you're like, all right. Right. Um, so I think it's important for people to know that yeah. because what preceded it uh, dictates typically the solution, right? Uh, uh, invention uh, is the what is it? Uh, the 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 offspring of of need or necessity, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever that yeah. is. I don't remember yeah. the exact phrase. Um, invention is the mother of no necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, those. Yeah, way more elegant. <laughs> uh, um, offspring should not be used in, in any of those instances. So, um, so I think uh, th this idea of okay, so the ATS and, and we've, we've yeah. bandaged most of them over time, and, and there are some uh, good ATSs out there, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but for for particularly large organizations, right, they've become ingrained. Typically, I find with their HRIS system. That's right. And so I don't want to. I don't want to say any names because yeah. we're not going to do that. But like, there are a lot of ATSs whose HRIS system is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but but the ATS side yeah. functions as a database, not in yes. any way for candidate rediscovery, candidate engagement, candidate like tracking outside of like the task workflow process. Um, and so, like you know, we're sitting in the gem booth. Yeah. Um, and so Gem uh, is more of the like outreach sourcing um, CRM approach, right? And and uh, we're and we're not going to pitch, um, but like but Sense is is a more um, full cycle candidate um, uh, engagement uh, and and designed not to have a tool to do. Um, uh, a function that exists outside of an ATS, right, like a CRM, right. yeah. but instead function on top of an ATS. And yeah. um, so when people are looking for an ATS, because yeah. this is a common conversation yeah. when people are, are going through, what are the things you think they should be asking their, their companies who are doing the demo? Yeah, and I think <laughs> the, the trend that we are seeing is what people want from an ATS is actually engagement, and <laughs> yeah. not the ATS. Yeah. What they're actually looking for. So I'll, I'll like, just, just frame it. It doesn't need to be about sense, right? So um, the conversations that are happening outside the ATS, right? So people can apply from uh, your website. People can apply from the job boards. People are applying, seeing your QR code, and they're applying. They're seeing your text messaging number, and they're trying to text you back and saying that, hey, I want to apply. The conversation needs to start there. 
right? And that's where the conversations are happening. Tell me, and, tell me more about that. Dive into that for a second. Because yeah, you're, you're yeah. saying the conversations need to start there. And as a recruiter, my mind goes, well, yeah, I mean, you need to screen the candidate. But I don't think that's what you mean. Yeah, so the job seeker expectations have dramatically changed, right? So they want yes. <laughs> the companies to meet them where they are. It's Love a, that. It's a job seeker driven experience and not a company driven experience. Yeah. Thank you. Right. So when I apply at 3 a.m. in the morning, I'm a nurse. I've just come back from my shift. I'm frustrated. I want to quit. They told me I'll be at ER, but they placed me somewhere else. Right. It's a horrible experience. And I go on the website and I say, hey, this this hospital looks pretty good. And I want to apply. And that's where maybe she goes to the job website, the career website of the company and tries to apply. And there's crickets. They. They take you through a 45 minute long form and you never hear back from anybody, right? Even though you're hearing everywhere, it's the hardest role to fill. So you should be having 30 recruiters. The, mi the mystical black hole, right? Yes. And, and, and he sends his resume in for this nursing job and he's so excited because he knows that he's super sought after in the space and like, <laughs> boom, nothing. Exactly. I mean, um, we are hiring at Sense, right? So we hire hard to find engineers right. that, that build a product. And I asked them, so how many companies did you apply to? They'll say like maybe five or six. How many did you hear back from? One, yeah, two, right? right? And it's shocking. How's yeah. that possible, right? So again, going back, so candidates want you to meet them where they are, and that conversation is happening outside of the ATS. Right. And these technologies don't exist where I can actually tell you, hey, listen, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I can do remote work. I cannot do, I cannot go to the uh, site. So can you help me find remote job? Or do you have jobs that are remote, right? So these kind of conversations around job preferences, not about just a resume, but what have I done? What skills have I gained? Uh, what are my preferences? Can I do overtime? Can I not do overtime? Can I work on the weekends? Can I not work on the weekends? Do I have commute to actually take me to work? Um, these are the conversations that the job seekers want to have. And they are not the conversations. Have you ever heard an ATS can power those conversations? Well, no. So you brought up a point that I want to I want to touch on this for a second because I, I I love obviously we relate on this. That's why we 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 do a bunch of stuff together. Um, we relate on the idea of like it's a candidate driven experience, not a company driven experience. And so when when clients or even just referrals that I'm making are just like, oh, can you send me the resume? I'm like, no. They're like. <laughs> What? I'm like, it's not about the resume. I told you what they did, or you can check their, their LinkedIn if they're on LinkedIn. And if that's not good enough, then please understand you're putting you in your time before them in their time. Exactly. And I think the point you made, and, and this is interesting for people to, to pontificate on for a little bit, it's not about applying for a job. It's about communicating with an organization about their business needs and how you may be able to fill them. And I think people miss that boat because they say... Uh, which job did you apply to? Exactly. Oh, did you, did you look on our, our career board? Yeah. And not necessarily realizing that, like, it's a deeper conversation because the most career sites, right, powered typically by an, an ATS, um, don't have the functionality to really dig in and have somebody go, oh, cool, right, I'm a software engineer, maybe even put in your technology. Put in the fact that you want to work remote, put in the fact that you want to work full-time, and boom, 87 jobs. And you're Absolutely. like, okay, so... Are you going through 87 jobs? No, you're absolutely not going to. I don't know who you are, but like you're not doing that. So your options are look at a few and apply to one. Yeah. Or way worse, 
quick apply, quick apply, quick apply, quick apply, right, exactly. all the way down. Exactly. So and I think going back to your point, like ATSs will build with the resume as a core, with the job as the core system, right? So that's how you built it. Yep. The future and what's happening in the world today is it's not resumes, it's skills, what have you done, and it's your preferences. And that's where the matching needs to happen. Number two, around the job side, what we've learned from our customers is most of the time, 80% of the time or more, the job that the candidate applies to is not the right job for them. But yet, they're actually a good fit for probably the other jobs, few other jobs that the same company might have, but the job seeker doesn't know. Yeah. So, but the whole pivot of an ATS is around that job. So you are the candidate for that job, you applied for the job, reject. Yep. Right? Yes. Or never hear back from me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, it doesn't have the buzzwords, doesn't look like that on paper. Or like, or oh, crappy resume, right? Yes. Because this is going to surprise people listening to this. Um, but hey, listeners, software engineers, skill sets, technology, data, problem solving, not software engineer skill set, resume writing. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's not, exactly. that's not a thing. Right? Most recruiters are terrible at resume writing, right? Exactly. But you do it for a living. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's interesting, and to, and to bring that around to to something that people really are, are talking about and is important on the forefront of people's minds, which is diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. Yes. There are a lot of studies out there that show that uh, men will apply to jobs mm -hmm. if it matches a couple of their skills, and they go, "I can do this." Yes. Uh, whereas uh, females, in yes. general, won't apply to a job if it doesn't match their entire skill set. That's right. So. What can typically happen that I've seen? Men apply to jobs that may be one step or even two steps above where they're at. And so they're getting DQ'd yeah. because they're like, oh, boom. And they're not actually considered for a job that they would probably take. Exactly. Uh, that, that's a level below. And worse than that, in my opinion, uh, women are being interviewed for jobs they're overqualified for, which is leading mm. for them not growing as quickly and not being able to, to make the, the fair compensation that they deserve. And it's not their fault. It's, it's the fact that uh, psychology is what psychology is, and your yeah. system isn't set up it's not. to be engaging. It's set up to be matching. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe a modern ADS is much more oriented towards less around the job, less around the resume, really around the candidate, the conversations that we've had, and from there, figuring out the best match for the company and the job role and the job seeker, right? So it's, yeah. that, it's, it's that matching and that connection that needs to happen. And it needs to, by the way, in this today's market, needs to happen fast, right? And these ATSs are not built for fast. They're built for clicks, Yep. right? Yep. And how many clicks do you need to do? I mean, I think um, people have done studies on ATSs and um, oh. you, know, you can just do the click study of what it takes to move candidates, what it takes to reject candidates, how many clicks you need to do, right? So we need to move away from clicks mm -hmm. um, and build more intuitive user interfaces too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. That's like a, that hits a personal trauma point for me. <laughs> we're, we're internally at Wayne Tech uh, changing technologies now. Yeah. Um, and one of the in impetus for that is the, the project management tool that we use for tracking all of our clients and everything like that is like seven clicks to do everything. <laughs> and I have ADHD. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, no, I can get two clicks maybe three if I've got some custom fields. Yes. But like yeah. beyond that, all of a sudden you need to add in, you know, oh, I got to do these five tasks. And you're like, <laughs> click, 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 click. And it's just, it's too much. And so, uh, yay, funny ADHD. But like also the harder it is to do that, 
the less data you're going to capture because every piece of data then all your notes and and processes and scheduling and feedback take much more effort and time and as a recruiter the slas that, that you're held to aren't about data integrity and posterity absolutely right uh, yeah. which i think by the way is a faux pas like yeah. they should be yeah. um yeah. lower those placements increase data integrity uh, you'll make more placements so okay we're right at the top of this i like to finish this the same way Anil, yeah. which is uh, uh outside of or or within the context of this conversation either yeah. or yeah what is one thing you want to leave the listeners with that, that can hit them in the, the head, the heart, the soul, their, their professional being um, that, that you want them to walk away from here uh, really uh, marinating? Yeah, I, I think we all know, everybody talks about, you know, the war for talent and it's a candidate-driven market, but it's a candidate-centric world and mm. it is here to stay. It doesn't matter. Even if there's a recession, that's here to stay. Please build consumer-level consumer grade apps um, and bring them to the job seeker because that's what's going to enable them to be delighted by the experience, have a seamless experience with your company and have a positive impression of your brand. These are people that are going to consume probably either your software, either they're going to consume your, you know, if you're a CPG company, your products. So you need to understand that you build modern experiences and the brand stays strong, right? So I would say it's a candidate-centric world. Build experiences around the candidate, not around your company. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Neil, for joining us. Um, you and I will obviously continue this conversation for, for weeks to come. Um, I know you guys are super busy, so I appreciate you taking the time out to come join us today. Always great to chat with you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Oh, man, that means it's over. You've been listening to the Sourcing School Podcast live at HR Tech in Vegas, sponsored by our friends at GEM. For all other HR, recruiting, and sourcing news, check out recruitingdaily.com.